All right, welcome back to the podcast. We have a somewhat, I would say, chaotic episode for you guys today, considering I drank a venti iced coffee before planning this, and I have to say that some of the topics I came up with are a little out there. I mean, we're going to roll with it. So, I think we should start by circling back on some of the things we were talking about last week. Why am I saying circling back as if this is yeah. corporate America? <laughs> what? You're acting like me at work. Interesting. I'm going right. to loop back with you tomorrow. Let's circle back on that. <laughs> um. Anyways, so we were talking about that show on Netflix called Kaleidoscope. And, you know, I said we would do our homework, watch it in whichever order Netflix gave it to us, and let you guys know if it ended up making sense. I did watch it. I'll give you guys my order that I watched it in. And it made sense to me. However, in very Britney-like fashion, she did not make it through the series. She Mm -hmm. finished one episode. But you were kind of saying that with that... So here's my thing. Goal of the assignment is to, you know, understand if you can watch it in any order. And my thing is from what I've seen online, I just don't think that if this show was a normal show in which like it had a regular order that people would be invested in watching it. I feel like the draw to it is that you can watch it in any order, but if it was just your normal run-of-the-mill Netflix show that has one through whatever for the episodes, people wouldn't be that into the storyline. And that's kind of what I found with starting with Pink. One, I was lost at what was going on. Two, no part of me was invested in the storyline. Because you didn't know the characters or anything yet? Yeah. See, so for mine, I got lucky because, like I said, when I was reading, like, best case scenario order, Mm -hmm. it said start with yellow. So that's how mine started. And so I watched it in, oh, right here. Mm -hmm. I watched it in yellow, green, blue, orange, violet, red, pink, white. And I felt like there were things in the very last episode that I was still confused on what was going on. Yeah. Until the very end that it tied it all together. But I kind of liked it because I was like, oh, oh my God, that's what that was about. For sure. So I did like it. Um. But again, like you said, would people even be talking about this show if it was just another thing? I don't know. Very good marketing. Very good way to put out a show. Um, so overall, I think it it could have worked. You would have, you probably would have been more confused for longer because you didn't start at a good one. I just, but in the end, it would have all came together. Probably, I probably could have stuck to it and powered through. But I could not bring myself to have that kind of patience. <laughs> also, that's that's very in character of you. Um, <laughs> also, we were talking last week about all those problems with airlines that Not happened worse. in December. And, you know, things just really took a turn for the worse. Mm-hmm. The FAA grounded all U.S. flights today, which when you're seeing this, it'll be two days ago. Um Over 6,000 delays occurred from a system outage that the system relays time-sensitive information to pilots. So this was the first time that all U.S. flights were grounded since 9-11. 
And right now they're saying it was not an outside source that shut the system down. However, they're not 100% certain. Yeah. So who's to say? Um, what I will say is I guess 2023 has started on a great note. Um, we can only go, you know, up, up from, from here. here. <laughs> Hopefully go up from here. Um, uh. It was only down for a few hours, but still, that's a lot I of felt a little uneasy that it's as simple as a system that can, like, make flying so, so unsafe. Exactly. I just didn't feel that good about that. No, I didn't. Like, I feel like that's as I've gotten older, I've become more aware of the one little thing that could go wrong in any situation. And that's just going to be one more thing that I'm thinking about while I'm on a plane traveling somewhere like, oh, not only could the engine give out, but the system could go down and who's to say what's going to happen from there. That seems like such a more realistic realistic thing Mm -hmm. to go wrong because it's just like, you know, sometimes Wi-Fi doesn't work. Sometimes it's like this doesn't connect to this. It just doesn't connect to the plane. We're just in trouble here. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of Wi-Fi with flights, a lot of airlines are now including free Wi-Fi. It's a huge deal on planes. So I say that because I always thought if you used your phone on Wi-Fi or something that it was going to like take up too much technology within the plane and the plane was going to go down because like you were using your phone in the sky. Well, that's what they say. They say that about the cellular data thing because... You, that's why you have to go on right. airplane mode because you can interfere with the towers, I guess. There's just so many variables that can interfere with Flights. The, the technology that planes use now that I'm just really oh, not liking it. I have it. to get on a plane in like a month. <laughs> I know. There's been so much going on. And all I was thinking was like at the beginning of this year, like, oh my God, I can't wait to like start planning some trips. And like, mm-hmm. we have a couple coming up. And now I'm like, I'm just cool with staying home for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let's see what happens here. Um, this is such a random topic, but speaking of danger, <laughs> I just, I had to get this off my chest because I saw this, I was driving on the expressway and you know how they'll have the electric or digital signs that usually it'll say like freeway closed from here to here or construction ahead, yeah. take caution. So all of a sudden I'm I'm driving and on the sign I see it says, endangered person perfect and i go what so i like drive a little more and i look again endangered person dark gray toyota or i i don't know exactly what car it said but dark gray whatever car it was in and i'm just thinking i like start looking around i'm like shouldn't there be police out here like looking for this person shouldn't somebody with some authority be out here chasing this car if they know what car it's in like how did they know what car it was in and then let it get away yeah, like that's kind of wild. That, I've never seen a sign like that on the road. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was genuinely start like I started looking around for police lights because I'm like they should be out. Why am I looking? And then every dark gray car that went by, I'm like looking inside. The people were probably like, "What is this woman doing, staring you at me?" You were on watch. You were on duty. Why is that my job? <laughs> Being a you know a great citizen talk about a distraction from driving. Like I was seriously every dark gray car that yeah, went by. Yeah, now I'm you're like, freaked was out. That it? 
was that it? Is there a person in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just don't understand There's how. It, I just don't understand how yes. it got to the point of <laughs> yeah. Who were you looking for? Not sure, an endangered person. And, but I at know. first, when I saw endangered, like I thought I was gonna say like endangered species alert, and like then it was gonna be like an animal to like not hit don't, while you're driving. What endangered species would be walking around the streets know. of Michigan? <laughs> I don't know. There's been a lot of stuff about coyotes lately. There is. I heard one in my backyard. So, so I was just immediately, like, I saw that word and I was like, what? And I look again and I'm thinking, like, how did it get to the point of them knowing this person was in this vehicle? So they obviously, somebody saw this person get in this vehicle and drive away. Mm-hmm. Why did no one chase them? And why am I on the lookout now? I don't know. I don't want that kind of responsibility. <laughs> I'm trying to drive. You took it strongly, though. No, you I took did. took it to heart. You were ready to go. Until I was off the expressway and then I was just thinking, like, if I was the endangered person in that vehicle, I would hope everyone would be out looking for that vehicle. Yeah. So what the hell was going on there? I don't know. It's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> um, uh, more dangerous situations here. I think here. that's the theme. That's I the think theme. this is less chaotic than you anticipated. I know, honestly. Well, because we've been talking, it's obviously it's winter in Michigan, and a lot of people ski and snowboard. Mm-hmm. We're not those people. No. We, I'll speak for myself because you can ski a little bit. In the past, I have tried snowboarding and I've tried skiing. And I can do them. It's just not safe for me to be out there, though. Mm-mm. Not good at it. A lot of anxiety. But our friend just went to Vermont to go skiing. And, you know, when we're talking about, like, our ski mountains it's not a real they're like hills compared to what she was on in vermont and so she goes and she's also not an avid skier Mm -mm. and she wanted to go by herself because her friends were a little bit more experienced so she thought she was going on the smaller hill and she accidentally took the ski lift to the top of the mountain and we're talking a real big very tall mountain Mm -hmm. and she had to have a random lady help her to get down and we were talking then about ski lifts how they're kind of sketchy you get on there there's nothing holding you in you Mm -hmm. just flop off and three weeks ago somebody was riding a ski lift or a chairlift ski lift chairlift yeah and the wind blew the chairlift off the rope the wire in mm-hmm. the chairlift fell down with the person on it. They were fine, it's but traumatizing. How were they fine? Like I feel like that's such an like dangerous situation with so much impact to the ground. Well, it's like those movies that we were talking about where Frozen. They, they get stuck on the chairlift. No one can rescue because them. Because there was an freezing. outage similar to what's happening with the planes. You just can't trust technology driven no things. Um but also with these mountain situations. So I avoid mountains at all costs. And we really should. We only have hills here. Um, <laughs> so we're but, good. So we're good <laughs> here. But as long as we don't travel to them. And I was just seeing a, on TikTok how on Mount Everest, when people are hiking, they pass dead bodies of people who have f- failed the hike. I was today years old when I found out this information. From you. So they leave bodies. If you if you don't make it through your hike, they 
typically leave your body on Mount Everest and other hikers have to walk past it. They The bodies stay intact because they're frozen, but... I think that makes it worse. I know. And so they people have to walk past them. It's so well known that there is one specifically that people would use to pass. I, I believe they moved the body now, mm-hmm. but they would call him green, green boots and cause he's had green boots on uh-huh. and it was just a well-known thing that if you're doing that hike, you're going to see green boots. I don't know how, probably cause I never would. You could go into a hike knowing you're going to see dead bodies and be okay with and that. And potentially also not be one of them. make it. Yeah. Because I guess it's, it's been increased as it's gotten more popular over the past few years to do the hike. Obviously more people are getting injured and not making it out, but they leave the bodies because it's too expensive and dangerous to get them out. And so I guess too, they will have people who write letters to their families being like, do not try to get my body because it's too dangerous. So sad. And it was really alarming to me because when, so after last year when we went to California, on the way back, we stopped in Palm Springs because I had never been. And one of the things there is the aerial tram that takes you, it's only 8,500 feet. And I felt very sick at the top. Really? Yes. I was not well. And that's of only, the change in altitude. Yeah. And it happens so quickly too, because you're on the tram and it's kind of fast. Right. And I did not feel good. That is to say that these people who are climbing Mount Everest at 26,000 feet. That's 26,000 feet is what they alarming. call, they call it the death zone. And it's when the altitude gets so high that people become delirious And this is where a lot of people end up getting hurt or passing away because they'll start taking off their clothes, not realizing that it's It's cold, really cold. And or they'll start thinking people are there that aren't really there. And so they become delirious and they call it the death zone. That's And, and I cannot imagine how sick you must feel up there if at 8000 feet, I literally did not feel good. That's so scary. Yeah. So. We're going to stay away from mountains. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you will not catch me on a mountain. I feel like one of the times we went to California as kids, we were on a hike. and I saw a snake. That's been a recurring theme. Anytime I've tried to go on a hike. Really? There are snakes that will cut across the trail, go from like one side to the other. It's so quick because the trail is thin and I'm not about that life. That reminds me when we went to Arizona last year, we saw a lizard thing Mm -mm. and it got pissed at us because like, you know, like they run across. Yeah. And it was pissed. So it went down and started doing pushups at us. What? (laughs) It was trying to, it was trying to fight. And I was like, what's going on? Like, you want to go, bro? Yes. (laughs) And all I could see in my mind is like, like, I was just thinking, this little dinosaur is trying to fight. Like, what's going I don't on? Me- I don't mess with those little dino things. Oh, no. When Any- I lived in Florida, I was my, I was constantly afraid that I was, because I lived on the first floor of our apartment building, and we had the little lizards run into our apartments on, like, two occasions that I'm aware of, and we got them out. But if it did that with, like, 
what if we didn't notice? What if it was in my bed when I went to sleep? Like that was always my biggest fear that it was just going to crawl on my face while I was sleeping. Like freaking the parent trap. <laughs> when they put the lizard on Meredith's it's head. in the mouth. Oh Worst case scenario. That's like how they say you swallow so many spiders a year mm. in your sleep. It's like. I don't. Who who tracks that? Like why? Yeah. Wait, how do people know? I don't know. I don't want to know. Why don't you keep that to yourself? Who made that up? But like how do they figure that out? I don't know. Hopefully it's just not <laughs> we'll true. That out. Who's like watching people sleep like, oh, there's one spider. I don't know. <laughs> there's another one. Um, yeah, I never really understood that. Um, but that that's that's kind of our that's going through our dangerous topics here. Now we're gonna get a little random. Let's move on to something a little random, but it does pertain to both of us, kind of, because yeah, I feel strongly about this. So I saw this TikTok. The girl was named Sarah Elizabeth. And she was talking about how she's had like every hair color Mm -hmm. and with every single hair color, she's treated differently. And so she was saying that with blonde hair, she got the most attention from guys, but girls, she felt like they were not friendly to her and they like almost like they were threatened of her. Mm -hmm. And she also said it was not positive male attention. And, um... Mm. And then, so she had brown hair. She said it was less attention from men, but she felt like girls are more friendly. Okay. With multicolor hair, she said men did not look at her at all, but she got the most compliments from women, which I kind of agree with. I feel like even I've seen scenarios where, Girls are like, oh my, if somebody has like blue hair, you're like, oh my gosh, I love your hair. But it's almost because you're like, wow, I would never do like, I don't feel like I could ever do that, but it looks like so good on you and like power to you for like, for sure doing that and not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I could see that. And then she said with red hair, which red hair can't became a thing it's very trendy right now i've been seeing a lot of people dye their hair red or like have a red hue to it yeah like brownish red Mm -hmm. and so she said with red hair she had men's attention but it was similar to get when she had brown hair but she felt like it was quality attention interesting i don't know she said she met the love of her life with red hair red hair And she said, for some reason, older people really like her red hair and that women do not. Women don't like that? that they're threatened. Well, I feel like red hair is really cool. I I agree with a lot. Maybe I don't agree with a lot of this, but it definitely makes sense because I feel like as someone who's had blonde hair, when you said the attention from guys at first, I was like, yeah, I don't know, but you're like, but not positive. I was like, that makes sense. I haven't had a lot of positive interactions with men. Um, but with the girls being intimidated, that I totally get because anytime I've ever made a new friend, new female friend, I always get the, you know, you're actually so nice. I thought you were going to be a bitch. I thought you were really mean. And I feel like people with blonde hair, traditionally in media always get you know like categorized as the mean girl the brat the drama queen like something of that nature in movies like it's a stereotype yes the mean one 
Yeah. This kind of all goes with like the stereotypes of those people. It sucks. I've had the blonde hair, like Mm -hmm. super, super blonde. Yeah. Also, now I'm just kind of like brown, I would say. But I also was like dark, dark brown Mm -hmm. at a time. And I feel like at all times it definitely was a little different. And I feel like when I had blonde hair, and maybe this just correlates with either the time in my life or like, I don't know, maybe I had resting bitch face. But when I had blonde hair, I feel like I would always get like, yeah, I used to think you were like a bitch. Oh, see? And and I don't ever get that now, but maybe it's really. But also maybe it's just like the time in my life. Like when am I really meeting new people in person? I guess. That's true. But I definitely felt a difference with having blonde hair. And I even feel like the getting attention from guys thing was like definitely more accurate when I had blonde hair. Really? Yeah. But also, again, was it the time in my life? I don't know. I mean, I've been blonde my whole life. And so I know all of this to be true. I that's a little unfortunate it's but fine. like <laughs> you choose to be blonde yeah I like it it's fine every now and then I consider going back I know which, you've talked you've talked about this with me and I'm like well I was so brave when I was younger of changing mm-hmm. my hair all the time and at one point I had pink in my hair too I don't I know if you remember that in my hair um I had like hot pink in my hair and now you know, obviously I wasn't. I, I just said I took a break from dyeing my hair for, I think, seven years, six years, whatever it was. And now I added a little bit of highlights mm-hmm. in, but I thought that was wild for me. And it I definitely, wild for you. but you know what? Like every time a trend comes out where like the red hair is in right now, I'm like, should I do it? Should I? I could see you with red hair. I don't know. Um, I feel like it's like, I don't know, maybe it's a fall thing. Red? Yeah. Yeah. I could see you doing that in fall. I've considered going darker and being a brunette especially with like those tiktok filters that's like here's what you look like with brown hair i don't think i would like it i think i would immediately regret it you don't feel like yourself when you change your hair at first no and i like i like who i am as a blonde so i'm gonna keep that (laughs) um also though i feel like it definitely depends on the season too when when we go into certain seasons i'm like i should change my hair and then like sometimes i'm like just leave it. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it's fine. But I think it <laughs> correlates with the weather, which, speaking of, when as it gets warmer and all these festivals start happening. Let's go. We come we, alive. You know we love our festival. We literally did, like, our second episode or second or third episode yeah, it was at like, a festival. <laughs> like, that's so crazy to think Welcome about. to the podcast. Um, We're at Lollapalooza. Um, but no, so... We did talk a little bit about Coachella. Neither one of us have ever been to Coachella. No. But we talked about it a little bit, like comparing the fashions of both. And so the Coachella lineup just came out. And we were not that impressed, I guess yeah, you would I say. Yeah, I was going to say we were um, not. There are a couple big names that I was like, okay, that makes sense. But then it felt like that was it. Like the people that would normally be still like, headliners just not the headliner you would know who they were like for example so this year we have bad bunny black peak pink and frank ocean headlining last year it was harry styles billy eilish sweetest house mafia and the weekend yeah and that like those i feel like are in line like those are like i'd be like oh yeah okay like that makes sense this year but then you get down to like the next one and there's a lot of names that like I don't really recognize and maybe For that's my year. fault. 
Yeah, but also maybe they just like, I don't know. I know. I feel the same way about it because when you look at this, I mean, you do see people like the Kid Leroy, Charlie XCX. They were all there last, or, or at least at Lala. Yeah, they were at Lala. But then I see, I feel like I typically get excited about those smaller artists that's like, oh, heck yes, they're going to be there. I but can't you've wait heard to see of them. them. For sure. And there's not really a ton of that. I see two two friends. I feel like they're they're going to be sick. Yeah, it's either exciting, like it's either but... like we've heard of them or we've already seen them. Yeah. And it's like are they just running out there is there too many festivals? Are they running out of artists? Yeah, is it an oversaturated market? Do they do I need to start singing? Oh, wait, I meant I didn't mean oversaturated market. <laughs> it's not oversaturated, undersaturated is what I meant. It's total like, opposite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. It's like, do do they need singers? Should I start singing? I mean, maybe. Relive like my glory days from middle school. You did dabble in the music industry for? <laughs> I seriously, it's so embarrassing. Hold on. So I, in middle school, <laughs> this is I so funny. I learned how to play guitar, and you know, I always thought I could sing. So I decided to do the middle school <laughs> talent show. However. I did the parent talent show and then I did not want to do it in front of the school so bad that I scheduled a surgery. Did the most to get I, out of it. So I had like a tooth thing that I had to get cut like in my gums or whatever. Right. And so I could have done it at any time. It was no emergency. It wasn't like the tooth was like going to go through and ruin everything. But because I had already had braces and like it needed to go through mm -hmm. they're like oh yeah like we got to get this in the books whatever not so an emergency i did not want to do the talent show so bad that i scheduled the surgery for the day that we were supposed to perform for the school kids and did not go that's wild to me so i have questions even though i was there i mean i guess i wouldn't have seen it because i wouldn't have gone to the parents portion what did you sing i feel like i've seen videos of this it was demi lovato world of chances perfect and so i played <laughs> guitar and sang another friend i don't know if she played guitar too maybe and she sang and then we had another friend play the piano a whole we production. had a whole production did they perform yes for the school kids yes just without you and also apparently there was a malfunction for them where like either the piano went out or something went out when they were performing for the school kids too. That's tough. You would have hated that. Um, my <laughs> last question with this is, so since um, you believed in your singing abilities, I saw TikToks about this recently about like middle school kids, like the minute their parents would leave their house, they would like grab the computer and press record and like sing a super emotional song. Did you do that? I never did that. But you know what I would used to do? <laughs> I would use, like, you know how if you plug your ear, you can hear yourself, like, in your head? Yeah. I In the car, I would used to do that and, like, sing along to songs and see if I was good. <laughs> Don't even lie. You had to do that. I mean, I still do that, I feel like. How about the one time when you were listening to music with headphones and you started singing and you thought we couldn't hear you? <laughs> And we I know could. exactly what you're talking about. I'm pretty about. sure I have that on video. I Do you? I'm pretty I've sure. I've seen pictures of it because the headphones were like the size of my head at the time because I was in. Well, it was a CD player. 
Yeah. It was attached to a CD back in the day. (laughs) Real back in the day. Um, Oh, good times. times. (laughs) Reliving our glory days for real. No, well, I saw on uh, TikTok and like, I don't, obviously this is probably not true. Um, But it was just like a girl being like, singing is like all confidence, like 90% confidence. I had a lot of confidence. I like auditioned to be like the singing parts in a lot of like choir performances and also middle school musical. I was in every middle school musical we had. I was a freaking mouse in Cinderella. And I sang. That's, that's ironic considering how much you love mice now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it all, you know, it all it's tracks. Full circle. But I just never should have been singing. Ever. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I remember vividly in choir. <laughs> Like, you know, there's a big group of us singing. <laughs> and for some reason, I could always hear you. Because like, it w- I had the you, confidence. But I think it was like maybe a tone off. Oh, or it was something. completely tone deaf. And you know what's the worst part about it is, you know what I think fueled my confidence was I was president of choir. Why did Brian continuously asks me, because I'll bring it up often, that I was president of choir in middle school. Why was there need for a president? Well, that's because you never got a wham. Mm-mm. So in our <laughs> choir, which maybe people can relate to this, in our choir, when you would do something like wrong or you're fooling around, you would have to write out, I don't even remember what it was, but it Wolfgang. was something, Wolfgang, something Mozart, oh, and you'd have to like write it out so many times. Yeah, it was like this big, long paragraph, and it was like, it was bad. Yeah, I got a wham. For what? What I did you remember. do wrong? I don't remember. Well, but I vividly remember having to do it because I never got in trouble and I got the wham and I was so our, embarrassed. Our choir teacher was a different breed of choir <laughs> teachers because he had, um, I feel like his name was Mr. Ross. He had like Ross bucks and they were all different colors and it was like little money that you could collect if you did something good. Do you remember those? Yeah. They were like pink and green. Besides the point, you could get like pretzels with them or like buy things and there was a notebook at the front of the class and I think this is what I got to do as president was you got to stand there and take attendance but if somebody got a wham you would write it next to their name wham or if somebody got a gum because they were chewing gum you would write gum I forget what else there was but I had a lot of choir bugs I was a good kid you were good as a president, but singing, I don't know if that was <sighs> I should really not your have strong been suit. singing. But also, do you remember the trauma of having to go in front of like two students and the choir teacher and to sing to audition? For eighth grade, for eighth quad. grade choir. Yeah. And it was just like your peers, like there was like, I think it was like, wasn't it two peers and then the, uh, the choir teacher? teacher? Yeah. And I just remember going in there and at that point, Nobody thinks they're good at... You had to sing... Didn't we have to sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow? Yes. And we also... I think we had to do the Do, Re, Mi. I'm not going to try to sing. I'm trying to like <laughs> state the words and start singing. Yeah. There was all those symbols. Hand I feel like signals. you had to do that and Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And somehow, by the grace of God, I... You made it through. I made it through. For what reason? I don't know. See, this is, I think, the problem. The false encouragement I was getting. I was booking <laughs> roles in the musical. I was it's getting... <laughs> Probably one of the last roles you can get. Oh, my gosh. But it, it was that false encouragement that I was good. Well, it's all confidence. <laughs> Apparently not. not. 
Oh, gosh. Okay, so let's get into... These are also some way back in the days. Let's get into some of these shady stories. All right. All right, shady story number one. There was this guy that would come in daily at my workplace. He would pick up and drop off items. At first, I didn't think much of him, but as some of time went by, I discovered that he was a pretty nice guy. We eventually began to heavily flirt with each other when he came in. I was single, and I assumed he was too. After about a good year and a half went by, he didn't come in for about a week. When he came in that next week, I said to him, where have you been? He replied, I went and did this and showed me his left hand with a ring on his finger. I blurted out, what did you go and do that for? And he replied, well, she's pregnant. Several months go by and we continue to still heavily flirt with each other. One day he asks if we were hiring because his wife needed to go back to work. We happened to be hiring at that time, so I convinced my manager to hire his wife, even though I had no idea who she was or what she was like. I thought, if I'm able to befriend her, then I could get closer to this guy. Since he never once mentioned that he had a girlfriend, or that a baby was on the way, therefore, he must not really love her that much. So sure enough, his wife and I immediately became besties after she was hired. I also quickly learned that she was always talking to other guys. She would leave the baby with me, just about every weekend so she could take off and go visit family or friends out of town. I helped her with her online schooling, so I saw her texts and emails describing the planned visits and intimate encounters with guys. Every time she would come back home, she would immediately pick a fight with me, accusing us of messing around while she was gone. I eventually got tired of the accusations. I told her husband about her supposed family friend trips that weren't really what she said they were, and showed him the emails. The only reason why I continued to be friends with her was so I could basically hang out with her husband. So then, the next time she went out of town, we decided to take our flirtatious relationship to the next level. Fast forward, they eventually got a divorce, and he and I have been happily together for the last 10 years. That is insanely shady. I mean, they didn't do anything until the other girl was messing around, so I guess it's... It's fair. Yeah, it's fair. I don't know. The whole relationship seemed like probably not the best um, for the married couple that got married. Mm, yeah. I always kind of see this. You know, like, it's very common that people will get married if, like, a baby is involved just because, like, they think that's the right thing to do. I feel right. like that just never really works out in the end for them. It's not like, a lot of happiness it's there. It's not going to save anything. If the relationship's not good, the relationship's not going to get better. Like No. Well, that's the same thing with a lot of times people will, if they're having problems in their relationship, they'll think, let's have a baby. That's going to solve all of our issues. Right. And it does not solve all your issues by having bringing, a baby. In, yeah, bringing a new human into the world. It's probably the opposite of yeah. what... What should go Raising on a at child that is point. difficult, so that is just going to add some more stress. <laughs> to- and now there's another life involved, so yeah, just Mm-mm. not the best probably way to handle things. I would say this is like an eight out of ten. That's what I was gonna say. All right, shady story number two. My dad and his childhood best friend had both been on and off with my mom for over the past thirty-two years and she had kids with both of them. It's a messy situation as my half-brother's dad felt completely betrayed by my parents getting together when they first broke up. When I was 13, my mom got back with my my half-brother's dad. 
My half-brother has always been badly behaved guy who was into drugs and never finished school. I am the sensible sibling who has my stepdad's trust more than his own kid, despite who my dad is to him. My stepdad had a conversation with me at, about his house and the money last year, which I didn't think much of. He was saying how he didn't want to leave anything for my half-brother or mom as it would be disposed of quickly and wasted. I suggested leaving it to somebody that he trusts until they were able to clean to be clean enough to use it well, and we agreed that it would be his brother. I didn't think that we would have to worry about this for a few decades as he was quite young. A week later, he died of a heart attack, and we now know that he was told that his heart was in a bad condition about the time that we spoke about the money. My mom and half-brother have assumed that my stepdad's brother has taken all of the money for himself and had been greedy. He is renting out my stepdad's house, so my family assumed that he had stolen all of their inheritance. I've sat on the secret for a year that eventually my family will get the inheritance if they can prove sensibility. It's so tempting to tell them, but I don't want my stepdad's brother to be put in an awkward situation before they are ready to be given such a large amount of money and a house. A little shady to be hiding the secret, but honestly, I feel like they're doing what's best. Yes. I mean, it sucks to be in the step or the half brother and the mom situation thinking, okay, what, what the heck happened? What is this brother doing? And what's going on but i feel as if it is what is best couldn't they inquire about that information i would think so i feel like people's wills once they've passed away become somewhat public knowledge to the family at least at least anybody who's in it usually i mean i would think so i feel like thankfully i've never had to be in a situation with a will or any kind of inheritance but I always feel like in movies, there's like a real official reading of the document. Yeah, that's what I was. That's kind of what I was imagining too. But being the brother that has it and mm-hmm. knows that he's going to have to give it to them, and they're probably being so mean to him right now. Oh, I'm sure. He, like, imagine his position. He's probably feeling like I do not want to give them this at any point. Oh, heck! I mean, they'll be happy once they do. But you know, they just got only get if the- they prove their. You know, gonna do the right thing with it, I guess. Which, how do you know? What's the what's the factor that determines that? I don't know. That's gonna be interesting. But Hard yeah, that's say. a lot of um, that's some family drama there. And having this secret, I feel like you would want to throw it in their face. Like, well, maybe if you got your life together. Oh my god, it would be so hard to not do that. But yeah, that's a lot of biting your tongue. I would say this is like a seven out of ten. I was gonna say six. Okay. Agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Shady story number three. This one is titled The Six-Year Mistress. Mm. Back in my college days, I began a six-year relationship as someone's mistress. At that time in my life, I was in a two-year relationship and we were going strong. One night, we went out to a party and I noticed another guy. We will call him R on one of the couches. I instantly knew I was in trouble as he was extremely attractive to me. Fast forward about a week or two after the party, my boyfriend comes to me and tells me that the same guy, R, at the party, asked him if I was single or not. Of course, my boyfriend told him that I was not, but my boyfriend knew me very well and asked me not to pursue whatever idea or thought I had in regards to this guy. 
but I did. I ended up finding him on Instagram and reached out to him. We talked and decided to meet up. I was very nervous as this was the first time I was intentionally about to cheat on my boyfriend. I snuck him into my house and down to the basement. For the next two years, we continued to hook up when we could. R got a new girlfriend who happened to be my sorority sister from a different university. His new girlfriend, we will call her A, and I have had discussions about R in the past before they started dating and she knew that we had hooked up when I had a boyfriend. A few months before they dated, I had hooked up with R one night and a few days later, I found out he and A were talking. I ended up calling A to let her know that I had slept with R only a few nights ago and I let her know that this is the type of guy that she would be dating if they ended up becoming a couple, which they did. After that, I became engaged to my ex and I was beyond happy. I hadn't messed around with R since he started dating A, but when our annual homecoming came around a few months later, I saw R there and talked to him a bit. He said he wanted to discuss something with me and asked if I could come over to his place after homecoming ended. So I went to his place and we ended up sleeping together. From that point moving forward, my relationship with my fiance deteriorated. By the end of spring, I was unengaged, but still continued to sleep with R. So for the next three years, I stayed single, having fun, living my best life, but R was always there and he was always around when he could be. Between those years, I began to fall in love with R, even though he still had a girlfriend. I ended up confessing to him that I had fallen in love with him, and just as I predicted, he did not share the same feelings. After telling him my feelings toward him, the feeling began to slowly fade away, and I no longer wanted anything to do with him. I decided to focus on trying out the dating game once again. As a final update, as of December 2022, R is still dating A, and still continues to sleep around on A and slide into other girls' DMs to get some, but I'm no longer one of those girls. This is messy, but I feel like it's a classic case of a guy wanting to be able to have their cake and eat it too. Such a common theme. Mm-hmm. And I think it is um, disrespectful and tasteless when men <laughs> choose to act in such a manner, but that's besides the point. The real point is... I don't know. I, <laughs> it seemed like there might have been some underlying feelings there. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. It will never work out. Even if you think for a short period of time that it's working out, mm-hmm. it's not going to. It's going to bite you in the ass and you're going to end up with no cake. No, you're not going to end up with any cake because I'm sure it's not going to last with R and A because it seems to be a really toxic situation that they're having here since he can't decide what he fucking wants. Excuse my <laughs> language. Uh, but poor, who? what's the letter of our main character's we name? We don't have a letter. The narrator. Um, they, you know, they were holding on to it. But they made the right decision in the end and they let it go because they realized that you know, even if ultimately they would have ended up with R, it was never going to work. How were they going to trust them when they knew they were sleeping around? They with knew them? exactly what R was up to this whole time and still wanted him. And I feel like that's a classic case of, you know, us women, we just want to change men sometimes and be like, you know what? I'm the one they changed for. And we're going to ride off happily ever after. No, don't trust those men. They are player players and we don't mess with that. Not in 2023. Stay strong. But you know what? This could be an unpopular opinion. Oh, let's hear it. I don't think you can change somebody, but I think somebody can change. I agree. People can change. I will. I will say that. But 
I feel like people change for themselves. They don't exactly. change for somebody else. Exactly. So in this case, she was never going to get him to change. Mm-mm. And neither will A. Mm-hmm. But maybe he will change one day later. And I don't think he's going to e- end up with either of these women. Correct. I feel like he'll end up with somebody else once he's matured and once he's decided to make that change internally. My guess is, and this is me being a little bit more mature than my past self, um, like 30 <laughs> seconds ago, um, maybe he's going through some stuff internally and he is lashing wow. out in this way. But you know what? That's so fun to talk about. Call <laughs> <laughs> him a play a player. Oh, okay. So what are we rating this? Nine out of 10. Okay. I agree. Okay, That's cool. Strong. Strong ending yeah, to the Shady strong, Stories. Real strong ending. We had some good ones this week. They were all they a little bit juicy. longer, but very, very good. So please keep submitting your shady stories. The link is in the bio. And Ooh. I hope you enjoyed this little bit all over the place episode with our topics. But fun. yes, so we will see you guys in the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye.